Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is Saturday of the 30th week in ordinary time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and and to you, my brothers and sisters, that that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, increase our faith, hope and charity and make us love what you command so that we may merit what you promise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Christ is proclaimed, and that makes me happy, and I shall continue being happy, because I know this will help to save me, thanks to your prayers and to the help which will be given to me by the Spirit of Jesus. My one hope and trust is that I shall never have to admit defeat, but now, as always, I shall have the courage for Christ to be glorified in my body whether by my life or by my death. Life to me, of course, is Christ, but then death would bring me something more. But then again, if living in this body means doing work which is having good results, I do not know what I should choose. I am caught in this dilemma. I want to be gone and be with Christ, which would be very much the better. But for me to stay alive in this body is a more urgent need for your sake. This weighs with me so much that I feel sure I shall survive and stay with you all and help you to progress in faith and ever increase your joy in it. And so you will have another reason to give praise to Christ Jesus on my account when I am with you again. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. My soul is thirsting for the living God. My soul is thirsting for the living God. Like the deer that yearns for running streams, so my soul is yearning for you, my God. My soul is thirsting for the living God. My soul is thirsting for God, the God of my life. When can I enter and see the face of God? My soul is thirsting for the living God. I would lead the rejoicing crowd into the house of God amid cries of gladness and thanksgiving. My soul is thirsting for the living God. Alleluia, alleluia. 
Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Now on a Sabbath day, Jesus had gone for a meal to the house of one of the leading Pharisees, and they watched him closely. He then told the guests a parable, because he had noticed how they picked the places of honour. He said this, When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take your seat in the place of honour. A more distinguished person than you may have been invited, and the person who invited you both may come and say, Give up your place to this man. And then, to your embarrassment, you would have to go and take the lowest place. No, when you are a guest... Make your way to the lowest place and sit there, so that when your host comes, he may say, My friend, move up higher. In that way, everyone with you at the table will see you honoured. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and the man who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. When I was in the seminary in Rome, uh, we used to have an annual fundraising event uh, that was known as the Rector's Dinner. And uh, it was a fairly sort of like swanky affair. They'd invite uh, a bunch of cardinals and then <laughs> they'd sell tickets to the cardinals table, you know, sort of at a higher rate uh, as opposed to the ones that are kind of around the edges of the refectory. Um, anyway, this particular year, I happened to be in charge of the Rector's Dinner. Um, which was not an enjoyable experience because, you know, the day of the dinner, it was, you know, really stressful and, you know, place settings were being put out and anyway, never mind. It was in the afternoon that the secretary of the vice mayor of Rome decided to come around in order to see where the vice mayor was going to be seated and if it was close enough to the action. Shock horror, he wasn't seated at one of the cardinal's tables, and this was unacceptable, and this was an affront, and, you know, the secretary was sent in order to advocate on behalf of the vice mayor, and, you know, we sort of had to shift seats and place settings and squish him into a more honourable place. I'm uh, not going to lie, the Australian in me was fuming. <laughs> but it's exactly the gospel today, right? The vice mayor had figured out how to game the system. You know, send your secretary first to make sure that when you are seated in the banquet hall that you've already pre-prepared a suitable place. Now, I've got to say, for the longest time, I always wondered what this gospel was really getting at. Because it seems like Jesus is actually teaching them how to game the system. You know what? When you get to the wedding feast, take the lowest place. Like... That's a smart tactic. Take the lowest place so that when the host sees you sitting there, he says, oh, no, 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 you have greater dignity, come up higher. And then, you know, everyone sees you honoured. And, you know, my thought is like, hang on a second. How does that make you humble? Haven't you just drawn attention to the fact that your host is now elevating you to a, a, a greater dignity? And, and, you know, rather than being shoved down the list, everyone can see you come higher. Well, 
Although that was a thought that ran through my mind for a long time, I don't think that's really what Jesus is getting at at all here. He's not trying to find a way of extracting the greatest amount of exaltation from a particular circumstance. No, I think the key here is that Jesus tells his disciples that they need to take the place which the host gives them. When you come into the banquet room, take the lowest place and be content with that, so that the host may be the one who places you where you need to be. You see, the vice mayor of Rome wasn't happy to be placed wherever the host had decided he ought to sit. No, he was anxious. He was preoccupied and concerned what his position would say about him and about his relative importance to everyone else in the room. But this wasn't a man who was content or peaceful. This wasn't a man who was happy to take the place which was given to him. Now, instead, our Lord Jesus says, look, start with the lowest. You're in the banquet, be happy. And then, whatever place that the host entrusts to you is your place, take it. I think the payoff for humility is not simply final exaltation, but also present peace. You know, when you use your imagination to picture all these Pharisees coming into the dining room, you can see them kind of sizing each other up and deciding where it is that they sit relative to everyone else. The banquet turns out to be a networking opportunity, a way of taking advantage of, you know, getting ahead, making contacts, finding a way of advancing one's esteem and, you know, perhaps as a bonus, (laughs) advancing your esteem at the expense of someone else. Because if you're going to move up in the banquet hall, probably means that someone has to move down. So is anyone actually enjoying this banquet? Is anyone savouring the food? Is anyone enjoying their conversation and really getting wrapped up in the occasion? Or is their attention only on themselves, on their own advancement? on their own interests and plan and projects. I wonder if the vice mayor actually enjoyed the rector's dinner at all, or if the place that he'd finally been kind of nestled into, which was uh, admittedly cramped and somewhat uncomfortable, was in fact still not good enough for him. My guess is probably the latter. In taking the lowest place at the banquet... I think what Jesus is helping us to do is, firstly, (laughs) enjoy the banquet. Don't be so wrapped up in yourself. Look outwards. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the people. Be at peace. And from there, whatever place that the host has for us becomes a gift, a bonus. I'm not there because I'm entitled I'm not there because of what I feel I deserve. Instead, everything I receive is free. I'm not the one who's bringing extra honour into the room by gracing it with my presence. No, instead, I'm blessed for being brought into this wonderful occasion. And whatever seat I receive, that's going to be the one which is entrusted to me. That's my place. That's for me. You know, I think if we take this approach 
to the broader banquet of our lives? We might just enjoy it more. We might actually discover more peace. The monkey on our back, which is pride, it causes us so much angst. It makes us send our secretaries out in advance to find out where we're going to be seated for dinner tonight. Pride makes us look at the other as competition, as the one who's going to take my place. And so, you know, I need to have my elbows out and, you know, maybe I can snag a couple of places higher just for myself. And that competition is the antithesis of enjoying the banquet. In life, even the lowest place is a gift from God. So, give thanks for it and receive the place that he entrusts to us. I think that's the point of the gospel. I think that's the point that Jesus is making. It's not, look, here's how to take the highest place that you possibly can without getting embarrassed. No, instead, I think this is the secret to living a life that is truly full of joy and peace, that can look at the wedding banquet as an overwhelming gift. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will, and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself 
and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.